I'm licensed psychotherapist Greg Woodhill. Welcome to a Brave New Man podcast. On this show, we speak with both experts and non-experts in our goal of exploring all the ways that men are already getting it right, acknowledging all the ways that we're getting it wrong, and most importantly, learning how we can fix what needs to be fixed in order to have healthier, happier relationships and lives. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of A Brave New Man podcast. I got to be honest here. I am very excited to be creating this first episode of A Brave New Man because I think the message that we're going to be talking about here is necessary and important now more than ever. This entire podcast focuses on masculinity, but the good news is we're going to be looking at it from a lot of different angles. What men think, what women think, how we've been throughout history, what we're doing now that's right, what we're doing now that's wrong, and how are we going to fix all of these things that we want to fix so that we can have healthier, happier relationships and lives. So if you're a man, this podcast is for you. You're going to have the opportunity to ask yourself if you identify with anything that we talk about here and also decide if there are changes that you want to make because of it. If you are a woman, this podcast is also for you. This is a place where you can learn more about men and more about yourself and asking yourself the question, are there relationships in my life that I want to change, whether romantic or family or friends or coworkers? We want you to be able to understand men better, and we want men to better understand you. This pilot episode of the podcast is going to be a different structure than the normal episodes. Normally, I will have a little bit of a rant about whatever the topic is that day. We'll then move on to an interview with a person that I've specifically selected to talk about that day's topic. When that's done, we're going to go to a segment called So What Now, where I synthesize all the information that we talked about and turn it into actionable things that we can each take into our lives if we want to, to make things the way we want them to be. But today, you're actually stuck with me. I'm going to be talking this whole time about my four pillars of the new masculinity, and we're going to break them down and discuss what has gotten in the way of us doing them already and what we can do now to make them happen. Before we do that, I want to say a few words about why I chose the title A Brave New Man. Specifically, I think it takes a lot of courage to do the types of things we're talking about, starting with just looking on the inside and asking ourselves, where am I coming up short and what do I want to change about our lives? This is vulnerable stuff to actually be able to ask ourselves these questions. And I want to encourage anyone who listens to what we say on this podcast and ask yourself, how can I be better to pat yourself on the back for being courageous enough to do so? I started this podcast because, frankly, I'm scared of the way that I see masculinity playing out in a lot of different places in the world. I see examples of men that act in ways that drive us farther apart, create more hurt and pain and ways that keep us stuck in really unhealthy ways of the past. Obviously, there's also a lot of amazing things that I see in masculinity. There's men showing physical affection. The term bro hug over the last five to 10 years has become something that we all know because it is more acceptable now for men to show physical affection with each other and it's no longer so stigmatized. I think 
men are also being able to share more openly and show their vulnerability. As a therapist, I have the pleasure of being behind closed doors when I do talk to men about things that they're willing to talk about with a therapist, but they're not willing to talk about out in their lives. They're not willing to show other people. And I think it's time. It's time to bridge that gap for men between what we feel on the inside and what we show to the outside world, because I think there's power in all that's going on on the inside. And I think we've been conditioned not to show those things to the outside world. However, I think men are starting to sense that it's safer to share their feelings out loud, and they're doing it, and I love it. So in pop culture, there have been a lot of fantastic male role models that have come along lately. I'm talking to you, Jack Pearson. For anyone who hasn't watched This Is Us, a television show on NBC, the father is named Jack Pearson. He's fallible. He makes big mistakes. He has addictions. He blows up. However... What we see in this character that has become immensely uh, popular is that he's vulnerable, he's honest, he shows his softer side. A lot of times the conditioned parts of him to shut down and brood will come up only to have him later reveal what was happening under the surface. And we feel like we really know who this guy is because we see the heart inside of him. And he is no less masculine than any other man on TV. I think Jack Pearson is a fantastic example of how a man can be assertive and strong and yet be sensitive and loving at the same time. We need more Jack Pearsons on TV. Now let's talk about the side that's not so exciting. There's a term that's been around for a long time that has just recently gained strength in pop culture, and that is toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is that type of harmful masculinity that I was talking about before that has been around for as long as there have been men, and I consider to harm us much more than it helps us. There are three characteristics to toxic masculinity that we're gonna talk about here. The first of which is men who suppress their emotions. So it's not okay to show feelings. You have to have a straight face. You have to be bold. You cannot possibly show what you're feeling on the inside. And frankly, this is bullshit. There's not a man on this planet that doesn't have sensitive, vulnerable feelings inside, that doesn't get his feelings hurt, that doesn't feel shame, that doesn't feel embarrassed. It happens inside of all of us. And as a therapist, as I said earlier, it is my pleasure to be able to talk to men in an office where they feel safe talking about the more vulnerable feelings inside of them. And one of the things that I am very excited about is being able to bridge that gap between what men are feeling on the inside and what they're able to express on the outside because that's what I think is missing. But when we're taught that it's not acceptable to show our feelings of hurt and instead we have to hold it all inside, it can hurt us as well as the people around us. Another aspect of toxic masculinity is having an appearance of being hard or tough. Now, that also extends to not really caring about the feelings of others. I'm only in it for myself. I'm okay no matter what happens. I'm bulletproof. And if somebody gets hurt, or if I'm acting in a certain way toward another person and that person doesn't like it, then that's their problem and not mine. So the last part of toxic masculinity is where violence equals power. When we have to be a tough guy as a man, that instead of talking about something and hearing how other people feel, that instead we have to fight about it. We have to show that we are the toughest and that is the only way to win and show power. That is a type of masculinity that I am not endorsing. Let's redefine masculinity. 
Let's make it the way that we've always wanted to be inside of ourselves and that we've always wanted to be in the presence of. Here are the four pillars of the new masculinity that we're going to be talking about throughout this show. The first pillar is being strong. I think it's time that we redefine the word strong as well. I'm not talking about strong in the way of a man beating their chest or scaring someone away or yelling. I mean strong like, I have a sense of myself and I'm grounded enough to know that I am lovable and valuable so I don't have to react to every little slight from the outside world. It means that if you push me, I don't topple over backwards, nor do I have to come running toward you to fight you off. It means that I know I have inherent worth and value and nothing you say or do can take that away from me. That's strength. There was a recent campaign from the Gillette Company. A lot of you have probably heard of it. It was called, We Believe, The Best Men Can Be campaign. If you haven't seen it, Google Gillette Boys Will Be Boys and it'll come up as a video. It's a really interesting commercial to watch. What it is, it's a call to arms for men. It shows, to start with, a lot of ways that men have behaved throughout the years that have been very harmful. It shows bullying other kids. It shows men catcalling women, being very disrespectful. It shows two kids beating each other up and a bunch of fathers standing around saying boys will be boys. It basically shows a lot of toxic masculinity. And as the commercial goes on, it shifts to show men changing their ways, stepping in when there's a problem, telling those boys that that's not how we treat each other, stopping a guy who's walking after a woman and catcalling her when she doesn't want that intention, saying, we can be better, let's do this. Now, when that commercial came out, a lot of people loved it. It got a lot of accolades. What shocked me was when I read all of the anger and vitriol that came from men as a response to seeing that ad. I read probably about a hundred different responses from men who had watched that video and were so angry that they vowed to throw away all their Gillette products and never use Gillette again. I was floored by this. I didn't understand why so many men were being upset because they had already said in the campaign about men, some already are in ways big and small, but some is not enough because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. Right there in the ad, they said, there are already men doing what we're suggesting. We just want more and more and more. And there were men that just couldn't handle that. Their comments said things like, how dare you suggest that I'm not already a good man? Or, I do these things already, Gillette. I'm throwing away all my razors and I will never buy your products again. To me, there was such a sad fragility about all these men protesting. A company saying, men have it right and men have it wrong, and let's have more of us get it right. I thought the commercial was fantastic. I'm glad they made it, and I think we need more commercials just like it. A man who is strong can hear a message like that, identify all the ways that he has done the things being suggested that are not good, identify all the ways that he has shown up in his strength, in his heart, and done it well, and ask himself, can I do it better, and can the people around me do it better as well? These negative reactions from men that I read are the exact opposite of what I'm pitching here. It was showing such a fragility within these people that they couldn't for one moment contemplate that maybe they weren't being insulted, maybe they were being called forward for all of us to make this world better. 
So instead of taking anything that doesn't flatter us in as a slight or an insult, can we just hear it as feedback? That's part of what this strength is that I'm talking about. I've heard plenty of things from people about myself throughout my life that hurt my feelings, but instead of just deciding that they were wrong, I decided to run it through my CPU in my brain and ask myself, did I agree with it? Is there any truth to what they're saying? So that I can say, here are the things I agree with that someone just said, here are the things I disagree with, and how do I want to change because I want to make myself happier and the people around me happier as well. So strong doesn't mean physically strong or violent or able to scare people away. It means being secure with who I am, and that is strength. The second pillar of the new masculinity is being vulnerable. By vulnerable, I mean I allow other people to see my emotions and to know that while there are parts of me that feel confident, there are also parts of me that feel hurt and feel sad and feel ashamed. Can we allow other people to see these emotions inside of us and know that even though we're sharing these very vulnerable parts of us, we're still safe on the inside? It can feel scary to share our deeper feelings with other people. However, if we're choosing people that are safe to share it with, and if we are feeling inside of ourselves that we are loving and strong and that we have our own back, then sharing those deep feelings suddenly becomes less vulnerable. And this type of vulnerability that I'm talking about is the pathway to intimacy. I describe intimacy as I'm going to show you all of who I am, I want to see all of who you are, and we're going to love each other in a much deeper way because of what we know about each other. So vulnerability does not mean to put ourselves in the position where we're going to allow someone to abuse us or take advantage of us or hurt us unnecessarily. It means knowing that I can be both strong and feel feelings that other people might call weak and know that I'm still protected on the inside and the outside. We all know what can happen when a boy or a man shows his feelings. He can be called a baby. He can be called a little girl. He can be called a pussy. And over time, it's not surprising to see men decide that they're not allowed to show those things. They don't want to be called hurtful names, and they have to hide those feelings deep inside. We are reconditioning what it means to be a man with feelings. It's time to show people that we're strong enough to be vulnerable. We're strong enough to feel things under the surface that don't reflect this version of a man that we've been taught who stuffs all of his feelings down. We're going to show each other how we feel and we're going to love each other in a deeper way because of it. The third pillar of the new masculinity is being empathetic and loving. I have good news. This is the easiest of the four pillars because what it really requires of us is to open our heart and care about other people. Empathy is commonly misunderstood. People a lot of times imagine that in order to be empathetic towards someone, we have to have been through exactly what they are going through in order to understand. That's just not true. Empathy really is perspective taking. It's imagining what it would feel like to be going through what that person is going through and to feel it within our own body. All of us throughout our lives have felt every possible human emotion. That doesn't mean we've been through the exact same thing someone else has, but it means that somewhere inside of us we can resonate with how they're feeling. If someone is feeling sad because they went through a breakup, we can access that part of ourselves that knows that same sadness. 
If someone is grieving the loss of a loved one, we can go inside of ourselves whether or not we've actually lost somebody and attach to that place inside of ourselves where we have grieved anything or how it might feel if we did. It's emotional resonance. And the great news about empathy is that it is extremely healing to other people. To sit with someone and know that they are feeling in their body that which we are going through emotionally, it helps us and it is the easiest thing to do. We just need to unlock that part inside of us and allow it to happen. In order to be empathetic and loving, we need to be curious about what other people are going through. One of the things that has been so shocking to me over the last several years is seeing someone publicly come forward and say that they were a victim of abuse or that they had been violated or wronged in some way, only to see people coming forward with hatred and vitriol toward that victim, calling them crazy, saying that it's flat out not true, and discrediting everything about that person when they themselves have no idea whether that abuse happened or not. I recently watched the Finding Neverland documentary about Michael Jackson, followed by the Surviving R. Kelly documentary on Lifetime, in both of these documentaries, my jaw would drop when fans of the artist would come forward and swear that what the victim says happened didn't happen, say that they were out for money, say that they were lying. And it hurt me to watch this because people who had the courage to come forward and say that something awful had happened to them and they needed other people to know about it, they were standing forward for themselves, were met with the most disgusting hatred from people who had no idea whether they were telling the truth or not. This was huge during the Me Too movement. We have an episode coming up about that. Can we listen to what people are saying and be curious that maybe what they're saying is true, even if it's against somebody that I love? There are people in pop culture and in politics who I adore. And if somebody came forward right now and said that somebody that I respect and admire in the media had abused them, my very first instinct would be to believe what's being said and then go from there. But instead, sometimes people just close their eyes because they don't want it to be true. So they discredit a human being and they assume they know everything there is to know just because they don't want it to be true. So I am pitching for all of us to open up our hearts to other people, being curious about their situations and what they've been through, and allow our own emotions to resonate with what they're saying, because that is human connection at the deepest level. The fourth and final pillar of the new masculinity is to be assertive. I don't want assertive to be confused with aggressive. Aggressive is being in a state where you're ready or likely to attack or to confront where you are violent, where you're pursuing your own aims and not caring about the needs of other people. It is discounting other people and only needing yourself to get what you want and pushing through like a bulldozer and not caring about the outcome. That's obviously not what any of us want from ourselves or other people. Assertive means I know what I want and I'm willing to move forward in the direction of getting it. For as long as I can remember, there has been this bullshit cliche among men that women only like assholes and that they'll never fall in love with the nice guy. That is absolutely incorrect. What I think women want is a man who has a sense of self, who is assertive in what he wants and is willing to take steps forward in order to get it, and has a backbone. He will not allow himself to be treated poorly and he knows that anyone should feel lucky to get to be in a romantic relationship with him. Self-confidence is an attractive quality. 
I find that when people go through life with confidence in who they are, they attract people to them in all different ways, whether it's romantically, in friendship, in business. People want to be around other people who know their own value and worth. That's what I'm talking about when I say assertive. When we move confidently toward the things that we want, we show the people around us that we know we deserve them. And in being assertive, we are not discounting the needs of others. We are simply saying, I know what I want, I know what I deserve, and we are willing to move toward it. That is a big part of the new masculine because we can be loving and peaceful as we assertively move toward that which we want. So those are the four pillars of the new masculinity, being strong, being vulnerable, being empathetic and loving, and being assertive. You will hear those themes pop up in a lot of our upcoming episodes, so stay tuned. There are many different ways to move toward any of those pillars that you want more of in your life or in the life of any of your partners or friends. And we're going to be talking about a lot of those different ways throughout this podcast. For the time being, let me say that I believe in a lot of different modalities of healing. Whatever works best for you is the modality that I recommend. Obviously, there's therapy, there's coaching, there's reading, there's going to groups, there's asking people that we trust for feedback, there's meditating, there's spiritual practice, or there's listening to this podcast or other podcasts that help you. We are going to work together to figure out how to move from where we are now to where we want to be, both individually and as a society, and I'd love for you to take this journey with us. Thanks for listening to A Brave New Man Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to A Brave New Man on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And come follow us on Instagram at A Brave New Man Pod. That's A Brave New Man P-O-D for updates on the show and our daily words of wisdom. See you next time.